Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am so happy to be here. We've got a great show. I got Brad Page that will be joining me later on the show. Going to talk about a major upset in college basketball last night. The number one team goes down in the country. The NBA trade deadline is fast approaching. And do these moves even make sense? All right, so let's start the show with Auburn. Number one team in the country goes down last night to the Arkansas Razorbacks. I watched the game. Arkansas beat Auburn 80-76 to in overtime, giving Auburn its first loss in the SEC and snapping a 19-game winning streak. I still think the Auburn Tigers are the best team in the country. I still think they're going to get the overall number one seed. This was one of those games. You look on the schedule, Auburn's playing a tough SEC opponent on the road. J.D. Note for the Razorbacks had 28 points. This is the type of game that Auburn needed. If they want to win a title, they're going to be tested in the NCAA tournament. I saw what Jabari Smith can do, create his own shot. He was clutch down the stretch. He is definitely going to be the number one pick of the draft. And how about Walker Kessler? 16 points, 19 rebounds, 7 blocks. The dude's a beast. I think the Auburn Tigers are going to be fine. Their next game will be back at Auburn this Saturday against Texas A&M. Some of the other college basketball scores didn't have a whole lot of upsets. Wisconsin beat Michigan State on the road. Both teams were ranked. Kentucky survives against South Carolina. The battle of the two top teams in the Big Ten, Purdue and Illinois. Purdue gets the 84-68 win and an upset in the Bay Area. Santa Clara beats St. Mary 77-72. ACC action tonight. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are traveling to Coral Gables to take on the Miami Hurricanes. Now looking at the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks last night took it to the shorthanded Pacers, 133-112. to This game wasn't even close. Trey Young had 34 points, but the Pacers, right before the NBA trade deadline, made a surprising move. First of all, the Sacramento Kings traded away what could be a franchise point guard in Tyrese Halliburton. They trade Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald to the Pacers for Domateus Sabonis, the two-time All-Star for the Pacers. And the Pacers were shorthanded. And the Hawks were able to take advantage. They win the game. They will host San Antonio this Friday. And then on Sunday, they will play the Boston Celtics, who are starting to become a very hot team. They were able to beat the Brooklyn Nets. You know, Brooklyn has lost nine straight, and they're currently the seventh seed. They better get their act together. Otherwise, they could end up being in the play-in game when Kevin Durant comes back from that MCL injury. You had the Suns. This was like the best game of the day. The Suns beat the 76ers on the road. That's a signature win for the Phoenix Suns. And the Milwaukee Bucks are proven that they could beat a healthy Lakers team Lakers had everybody back. They were playing at home. 
LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook. And Milwaukee still gets the job done. Giannis with 44 points. And that's why the Bucks are the defending champs. I mean, the Lakers don't know what they're doing. They put in Trevor Ariza for defense. LeBron played 35 minutes. They don't trust Russell Westbrook. 3 of 11, he only played 26 minutes. The Lakers didn't have Carmelo Anthony. It's just a mess. And if you look at the standings, they are 26 and 29, and they are currently in the ninth spot of the playoffs. New Orleans got better. They got C.J. McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And now the New Orleans Pelicans have a big three. C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson when he comes back. We're going to finally get to see the New Orleans Pelicans in the playoffs. The Columbus State baseball team is 4-0 on the season as they were able to defeat Albany State 9-1. And they have a three-game series this weekend against Spring Hill College. Your updated medal count for the 2022 Winter Olympics. You got Norway and the Russian Olympic Committee both tied with 10 medals. Norway has four gold medals. And Austria has nine. The United States has seven medals. They picked up their first gold medal. Good for them. Just looking at who has medaled for the United States. Lindsey Jacobellis wins gold for snowboarding. All right, it's about that time I bring on Brad Page to the show, the former co-host of the Up All Night Show with me back at Freed Hardman University. We started that show in 2000, and the show lasted eight episodes, and it was fun. We did it for a school project, but it just took off, and he's doing great things in broadcasting. He's a director at WBBJ, and he's going to come on the show, and we're going to talk about college basketball and we're going to talk about the super bowl so you don't want to miss it we'll be back with brad yeah. stick around and welcome back to the sports beat with richard holdridge on the show i got my former up all night show co-host brad page who's also a director at wbbj a local tv station in jackson tennessee Brad, it's good to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to talk everything Super Bowl. We got bracketology. We got anything you want to talk about. I mean, this is your show. We got 30 minutes to try to get as much show content on. And I also want to remind you that this show is being broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Brad, welcome back. Hey, thank you, Richard. It's always great to be here. I want to say hi to everybody um, in, in Newman, Georgia. Very uh, excited about doing this broadcast with you. I'm glad we we got the opportunity to broadcast on uh, WQEE, like you said. So uh, it's, it's good to hear from you, Richard. Uh, we're going to actually start the show talking about Bracketology 101. Class is in session, Brad. I hope you're ready. I hope you studied since last week. We got a new college basketball rankings that came out you want to try to guess without googling who are the projected four number one teams i'm gonna to try to guess i'm probably gonna be wrong though um auburn arizona <laughs> it's pretty bad i don't know all this um you've got two oh, right so far yeah auburn and arizona i don't know kansas this is a projected to be a number two seed according two. to okay. Joe okay, Lenardi at espn uh duke I guess I go with Duke, but yeah. Duke is projected to be a number two seed. Okay. okay. Yeah, they, they they really updated this bracketology after yeah. the upsets 
on Tuesday night. Duke was upset by Virginia. Kansas was upset by Texas. Yeah. On the up and coming, you know, because oh, I get yeah. you know, the, the balls are lost not too long ago and a big win for them against Kansas. All right. So the projected four number one seeds, according to Joe Lenardi, we've only had one change from last week. Arizona is now projected to be a number one seed. You have Auburn projected to be the overall number one seed. Gonzaga, Purdue. Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. Purdue yeah. only has three losses. And, and really, there's not another. The next Big Ten team behind them is Illinois. Yeah. And Arizona took the place of UCLA as a number one seed after UCLA lost to them. Uh, UCLA dropped down to a number three seed. Mm-hmm. Are you curious to see where Tennessee is at projected? What seed is the Tennessee Volunteers mm-hmm. projected to be? I'm going to say they're going to be a, uh, a five seed. You, my friend, are exactly right. They are projected yeah, that's what I'm Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee to be a five yeah. seed, and they're projected to be in the Midwest bracket with Auburn. That would oh, be boy. interesting if Tennessee can get by Houston because Houston's yeah. projected to be a number four seed. Mm-hmm. Remember, Houston went to the Final Four last year. Oh, yeah. That would be a good matchup, Auburn and Tennessee in the Sweet 16. And, of course, Auburn plays Tennessee the final regular season game of the season. So I just want to remind the listeners that this was recorded uh, last night as uh, this show is being broadcasted on Wednesday. So we did this show on Tuesday. So the outcomes of the college basketball games yesterday, we don't know yet. So a lot could happen. You know, Auburn could lose to Arkansas. But, of course, I give my score updates in the beginning of the show. All right. I know the moment you've all been waiting for. Brad, I'm going to give you uh, basically the first four in. Okay. Yeah. So that means that there are four spots left in the field of 68, and these four spots are 64 to 68. So they're either – the last four in gets to be in that play-in game – Mm-hmm. They haven't projected to be a 12 seed in the play-in game. The last four in are BYU, North Carolina, Florida, and San Diego State. And, of course, a lot can change if they win their conference. When we get to conference tournaments, if there's a team that wasn't even projected to be in the tournament wins their conference tournament, that's going to bust somebody's bracket. And so those are the last four teams in. Pretty strong teams, BYU in the West Coast Conference, of course, if they beat Gonzaga, that would help their resume. They're projecting, according to Joe Lenardi, four teams in the West Coast Conference making it into the NCAA tournament, which is great for Gonzaga because now they have strength in their conference. It, it was always Gonzaga, Brad, but now you got San Francisco, you got St. Mary's, you got BYU, North Carolina. They did not help themselves after losing to Duke in Chapel Hill, Florida. An SEC team, of course, a lot can change. San Diego State out of the Mountain West. First four out. These teams are not projected to make the NCAA tournament. There's always a debate when it comes to Selection Sunday that these teams should have been deserving. Tell me how impressed you are of these teams. Okay, Creighton. we got Mississippi State, Washington State, and UAB. Any of those teams catch your eye that – they could make it into the NCAA tournament with a good resume? I'd say Mississippi State. Uh, maybe they can get on the roll in the SEC tournament, see how far they can go with that. Um, looking at the standings right now, Mississippi State is under Tennessee. They got a 5-4 and four record. 
So, you know, probably they might could get on a roll, um, hopefully um, in the SEC tournament or, you know, or their um, games remaining in the season. Probably all of those four teams, Mississippi State probably has a good chance of getting in because, you know, the SEC is always strong. They've been pretty strong the past few years, definitely. Probably at least eight teams or or maybe more might get in from the SEC. So we'll see, we'll see what Mississippi State can do. Mississippi State plays Tennessee this week, right? Yeah, they play them tomorrow. They play tomorrow at uh, Sartville at the Hump. That's what they call it. So, yeah, that's a big game because uh, Mississippi State wins that. You know, they can move up in the standings maybe and uh, never know what can happen. They could get on the roll um, at, toward the end of the season and then going into the tournament. Probably some key wins in the, in the SEC tournament could get them in. I still think that Auburn is a strong overall number one seed. Yeah. If they do get the number one overall seed, they'll have the easiest path to the final four because then they would play the weakest number two seed, which right now they have the Kansas Jayhawks as mm-hmm. the weakest number two seed. And they've lost some games. I know they beat Baylor, but Baylor's struggling. They've lost to Kentucky and they have lost to Texas. Yeah, And so Kansas – when you're the number one overall seed in the tournament, you get to play in the region closest to your fan base, and you also get to play the weakest of the number two seeds. Right. All right, Brad, switching gears now. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. I know we got a big game going on, and I cannot wait for this game. The Rams taking on the Bengals. We've talked about this game yep. last week. But let's talk about some of our favorite commercials and then we'll get into past halftime shows but let's first let's get into the commercials because we always have funny commercials i have my favorites i love slapstick comedy i i love like the doritos commercials i i just love them and so (laughs) what's your favorite super bowl commercials well you know the funny ones definitely the doritos are up there but uh i gotta go back in the day you know like when we first heard the bud wiser you know that was a super bowl commercial you know so i mean just being uh creative like that uh <laughs> with the frogs and everything i mean the budweiser commercial you know with the the frogs the one with was up you know i mean uh some of those come to mind um <laughs> You know, it's being funny. De- definitely the Doritos ones the past few years have been, been funny. But on a more serious note, I think uh, some of the best ones I've seen are after 9-11, there was a Budweiser commercial with the Clydesdales, and they were going on a journey. And when they got to New York, they, like, kneeled down, you know. And, I mean, that was just uh, touching, you know, on one. So there's definitely been some some really good ones that, that I can think of right now. I really like the last two NFL mm-hmm. commercials. Uh, the one uh, for celebrating the 100-year anniversary where they had all the legendary players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were fighting over that football that was on the yeah. tape. Yeah. And uh, I, here's the thing. It happened so fast. I had to go back and – do a freeze frame on YouTube to find out exactly who is who because yeah. there are so many players in there. I mean, obviously we know who Marshawn Lynch is. We, we know. Right. I had no idea who the first person that goes after the bug. It was Christian McCaffrey. I thought it was JJ Watt. They look almost exactly the same. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do love the other, um, the take it to the house, the kid, the kid mm-hmm. that's got the football. He's, he's just going all over the city and, 
you know, he, mm-hmm. he finally ends up at the Super Bowl. But there was a very emotional moment when he stops in Phoenix, where the Arizona Cardinals play, and mm-hmm. he just stands in front of the statue of Pat Tillman. Yeah. That, I'm telling you, there. that was definitely not a dry eye moment. Right, definitely, yeah. I, I'm telling yes. you right now, that, that really spoke to my emotions. Mm-hmm. That was a really good commercial. Funny, too. I mean, I'm a 49ers fan, and Joe Montana and Steve Young telling Jimmy Garoppolo, you take these bags to the house, or – <laughs> right right yeah yeah oh man good super bowl commercials i've been talking super bowl commercials with my guests all week i love super bowl week um we're gonna talk about some of the halftime shows because as you know the halftime show which is part of our generation because we're the same age just like yeah. the last two guests we're all the same age so the halftime show <laughs> of snoop dogg dr dre kendrick lamar and mary j blige and eminem is going to be the halftime show. I mean, I've heard it's going to be good. I mean, it's in L.A., so it's yeah. appropriate because you have uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg are from L.A. Yeah. And we're going to, like, go back and look at the previous halftime shows. I'm going to start with last year. Okay. It was The weekend. The weekend had probably the biggest hit of 2020, Blinding Lights. Yeah. That was appropriate for the NFL to have just the weekend. It wasn't a collaboration of, of artists. It was just the weekend. Right. right. The year mm-hmm. before, it was in Miami. So Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, that was very appropriate for Miami. Yeah. They did have a lot of hits. All right. The Super Bowl in Atlanta. This was the Super Bowl where uh, Rihanna was supposed to be in the Super Bowl, and she canceled uh, Maroon mm-hmm. 5 was in the Super Bowl and Travis Scott and Big Boy. They they brought Big Boy because he's from Atlanta, but these are right. these are the guests. Maroon Five headlined. Okay, the Super Bowl before Justin Timberlake. Yeah, he he actually uh has been in the Super Bowl before. Yeah. Yep. We'll, get, we'll get to that. And uh you know the famous wardrobe malfunction. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl before this is a Super Bowl where the Falcons blew the twenty eight to three lead. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize who was actually performing at halftime. Lady Gaga. All right. The year before that, uh, the Super Bowl at Levi Stadium. That's the Carolina Panther, Denver Broncos Super Bowl. Coldplay. Right. My, my wife's favorite group. I mean, she obviously had an investing interest in the Super Bowl oh, halftime yeah. show then. Right. All right. The funny Super Bowl. Katy Perry, the Super Bowl <laughs> in Phoenix with the yep. Dancing Sharks. Yeah. Yeah, she came on like a tiger or a lion or something, you know, and yes. uh, yeah, yeah. This is the Super Bowl where the Seahawks crushed the Broncos. This was at MetLife Stadium in New York. Bruno yes. Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that was back in 2014. Now we get to 2013. Beyonce. Who cannot forget about Beyonce and the power outage at the Superdome? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. A lot of people thought that maybe her halftime performance had something to do with it. I don't know. I don't know how. We'll we'll find out. But, yeah, I remember watching it, you know, and and the whole reaction of how dark it was. And and, and, and the game turned after that, you know. The Ravens actually uh, had a – 28 to 6 lead, and the 49ers came back gotcha. in that second half after the gotcha. blackout. All right. Next yeah. Super Bowl is Super Bowl XLVI. 
with Madonna at in Indianapolis. She had a lot of feature guests like Nicki Minaj and MIA. That was the one where MIA kind of sent a little message to the camera and the, the censors right. and the FCC didn't quite right. catch it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next up. <laughs> I, I remember this Super Bowl. This was the one uh, the Green Bay Packers taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cowboys Stadium in 2011, the Black yeah. Eyed Peas. That was when Slash from Guns N' Roses came out, and mm-hmm. Fergie was singing Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember. <laughs> yeah. And I, it was kind of a different version, kind of like. All right. Yeah, it's a road scene, and definitely, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, yeah. so I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through all the Super Bowls right mm-hmm. after Janet Jackson. You tell me how safe were they trying to play the the halftime show? So you had the Who. That's very that, safe. That's yeah. a very safe. Yes, Bruce yeah. Green and the E Street Band. That's a very safe one. <laughs> right. That, yeah. Yeah. Tom, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. Safe again because you got classic, you know, you got classic music, you know, classic rock music, you know, nothing, nothing crazy will probably happen out of that, you know. You had Prince. That was a great one, I thought, because when he did Purple Rain, it, it was actually rained. That was amazing. So that's Prince's halftime show is probably one of the best, I think, you know, because he, yeah, he, he definitely rocked it, you know, and then with the rain coming down just out of nowhere and how he was still able to play the guitar in the rain and, you know, and nothing bad happened. That was a great show. All right. So we're, we're just going to recap the, the last two Super Bowl halftime shows up to mm-hmm. Janet Jackson and we'll, we'll, we'll call yeah. it a day. So we had the Rolling yeah. Stones and mm-hmm. then we had Paul McCartney. So after Janet Jackson, that happened in 2004. I remember it was the Patriots and the Panthers. Yep. We all know what happened at, right. at the Super Bowl halftime show with Janet Jackson. Clearly. I mean, everybody remembers that. Right. If you're if you're Jessica Simpson, P. Diddy, Nelly, or Kid Rock, you're probably thinking, well, oh, people probably forgot that I performed at the Super right, Bowl halftime show. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah, a great, great moment just going through all the Super Bowl halftime shows. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have all our favorites. I When I was a kid, I always loved, like, Bud Bowl with you know the Budweiser and Bud Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I remember. <laughs> remember I, that. I, you remember that? You remember the the year where in Living Color had a halftime show and you had to switch over to watch <laughs> that. I, I probably didn't see it, but um, yeah, I'm I heard oh. of it. <laughs> Brad, do you ever wonder like the programming that's happening during the Super Bowl? Do you ever wonder like what what people program? Like on on TV during the Super Bowl, like like other shows going on during the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I'm just I've always wondered yeah. like what about other yeah. shows going on during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's got to be tough because you know all the other networks are trying to compete with the main network showing the Super Bowl. You know, what can they show to get their viewers, um, you know, to to watch um, whatever? I mean, I mean, you do have other channels. A lot, like you said, you know, in Living Color, you know, they did their own halftime show, and and other channels have their own version of a halftime show, however they want to do it. But but going back to the halftime shows, I know is like I know we didn't get to through the list, but I think probably the best one I think I've seen was when you two did their halftime show 
and I think it was 2002. 2002, yes. And uh, I thought that was an awesome show because the the presentation they did, and uh, when they sang "Streets of No Name," um, and you could see the the uh, victims' names behind them coming up. You know, I thought that was a really cool, really cool show. Um, probably you two and Princess are probably the ones I like the best so far. You know, that's that all was that was a Super Bowl that I watched at Free yeah. Harmon. We would go to the the student center at Henderson Church of Christ, and we yeah. would have pizza. And yeah. so the first Super Bowl I remember at Freed Hardman was the Tennessee Titans and the St. Louis yeah. Rams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a that was a heartbreaker, but such a great game, such a good game. I mean, it came down to the final play, but all my friends they. they they were rooting. They're rooting for the Rams because they didn't want the Titans to win because they knew I loved the Titans. So they were just, you know, they were, <laughs> they were just. Uh, they they let me have it, you know, when the Rams did. Uh, when Mike Jones made that tackle on Kevin Dawson, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was it, it, it was a heartbreaker, but you know, again, I'm glad the Titans were in the Super Bowl. I hope they can get there again one day, uh, you know. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, but that was such a great game. One of the best games. One of the best Super Bowls ever. That was such a regional game. Or when we were in Tennessee, Super Bowls in Atlanta. Right. And you had a team from St. Louis, and you had a team yeah. from Tennessee. And we were in Tennessee at the time. It hit uh, close to home for a lot of people, definitely. Uh, what fought the cities involved there. In your mind, what city does the best job when it comes to hosting the Super Bowl? I mean, this you, you got to ask, this city probably needs to do the Super Bowl like every four years because that's how great they do of a job. Mm, or or do, you have, do you have like a top ten? What are the top ten cities that need uh, to be? Well, you got to go Miami. You got to go New Orleans, Atlanta. But now, um, now Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay, so Atlanta hosted the Super Bowl three years ago, 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. And as you know, I, I live in Georgia, and I, yes. I work just outside of Atlanta. That was crazy. Like, we tried to avoid Atlanta as much oh, yeah, as possible absolutely. because of the traffic. And I thought that Atlanta did a pretty good job. I just think they just get a bad rap because when they hosted the Super Bowl in 2000, there was an ice storm. That's right. Georgia. That's right, yeah. yeah. They, they were panicking about that. I, I think that's a really good – city that's hosted the super bowl yeah and that's why you're glad you got dome or you're inside i would love to see nashville host one but yes you never know what the weather's going to be in tennessee it could be cold one day and then it'd be 80 degrees the next day that's how it is here in tennessee but they did such an awesome job with the nfl draft i believe it was 2019 i'm not for sure on that but they did an amazing job with the NFL draft, having it downtown. So many people flooded Broadway with all the people there. Uh, Kyle Murray was the first draft pick. I remember that. But Nashville will do an awesome job with the Super Bowl if, if the weather holds up. I think that would be amazing. So let's talk about the next two cities that will be hosting the Super Bowl. Next year, 2023, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 is going to be in Arizona. Okay. Super Bowl 58. Get ready, Brad. Super Bowl 58 is going to be in Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, I mean, you knew it was bound to happen, you know, after they build the 
most big fancy stadium uh, that they have, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be huge for sure. The one is Arizona, they've had a few Super Bowls, definitely. But uh, it, it'd be interesting to see how the one in Las Vegas goes. I'm sure that'd be a, a huge one for sure. Do you got any plans uh, with the family watching the Super Bowl? Uh, me and my wife are just going to watch it. I hope it's going to be a great game. I hope it's going to be a close game. Um, I'll be, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how the quarterbacks match up. And I think, you know, uh, whoever made you know the least mistakes, definitely, you know, who who wins the turnover battle will, will definitely win. I I just hope it's a great close game. I hope it goes to the final, you know, play at the end <laughs> because you know, like I said before, the past few NFL games that we've had in the postseason have, have come down to a field goal or, or winning in overtime. However, you know, and uh, I, I hope the Super Bowl is going to be great. I, a lot of people are definitely going to tune in. A lot of people are excited about the halftime show for sure. You know, they're really excited about it. Uh, so uh, it should it should be a fun time. So um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank you for letting me come on here, man. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you know you taking your time. You know, um, you know to, to ask me to to join your show. I mean, I'm honored to be on your show again. I'm I'm proud of the great work you're doing, man. You're doing awesome, and I'm glad to help out with it. Any way I can, man. Well, Brad, I, I really do appreciate you back at Freed Harmon that agreed to be my co-host because I, yeah. I, need, I needed somebody to uh, do the right. show. As that's you right. know, you were able to help me out and do the show with yeah. me. Well, thanks again, Brad, for being a guest on the show. Thank you for everybody that has listened and downloaded the podcast and subscribed to the podcast. Don't forget, I'm also on Facebook. Leave a comment on my Facebook page. If you ever want to talk about the show or have a question, I'll be glad to answer that. So stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Have a great day, everybody. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.